Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, December 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. We are going to get your text in this hour. We do that every day, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm going to give you a chance to win tickets to go see the herd in action. Take it on Bluefield coming up. And we've got tickets for you. We'll give you a four-pack later on this hour. And you can text in to win. Again, that's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got basketball to get into. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni in a few minutes. The herd close, but fell short. Lost to Toledo yesterday, 88-87. to The Rockets improved to 6-4. and The herd fell to three and seven. You were with us late night yesterday after the game. You heard a, a Dan D'Antoni that's pretty upbeat. Pretty upbeat for a coach that lost a game. Not that Dan's ever truly down in the dumps, but he was optimistic. He was feeling like it's close. And and what if the herd hits a free throw? What if the herd maybe makes a basket here or there? Maybe Maybe just maybe one more score, and we're talking about a herd win. What if that happened? And of course, going into Toledo's hard. It's been hard for a long time for the Thundering Herd, but it was also a historic milestone. Their coach, he got his 400th career win. That's pretty good. But the thing here is, forget all about that. Forget about Toledo. Forget about their superstar scoring a lot of points. Tyler Cochran. He had 33 as career best for him. Forget about all that. Forget that. How about the play of Obina and Achille Killen? Had 25 points, six rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. How about his performance? And then Camden Kerfman and, and Kevon Voiles also had good games, 19 points each. That is a stat line that I hope to see more of. If you can keep Obina in the high 20s, and then you can bring a couple more players along. Maybe Nate Martin goes back to averaging a double-double. I mean, right now, the last game, he had eight points and he had nine rebounds. So a couple more scores there and a couple more rebounds there. And you know he's definitely over the double-double average. What if that happens? What if we get a little bit more out of Cameron Crawford? Crawford was 211. What if we get more out of him? What if he makes a couple more of those? He had six points. He could have had more. He missed... All six of his three-point shots. And really, Marshall shot 13-33 to in that game from the three-point line. Kevon Voiles was 3-9. of nine. Jacob Connor, 2-4. of four. Camden Kerfman, 5-11. of 11. Obina from the three-point line. He's a three-point threat. Watch out for him. He's 3-3 three of three in that game. And then you have Cameron Crawford, 0-6. What if he makes a couple more of those? All of a sudden... Marshall's winning this game. Marshall outscored 
Toledo in that second half. They only trail by, was it nine? They trailed by nine going into the break. And then they came back and almost won the game. Had an opportunity toward the end as well. So a few more things happen here, and Marshall's got the victory. So I can understand why Dan's feeling pretty good. Maybe not the best, not jumping up for joy, not testing out that new hip. He's not checking out that hip to see how high he can go in the jumps. He's just not jumping for joy. But he felt good. We'll get his comments. We'll hear from him. We'll break this one down a little bit further with you. And we're going to talk football later on. We'll hear from the head coach, Charles Huff, as the herd continues its preparations for the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, which is coming up next week. It's going to be here faster than you think. So we'll get coaches' thoughts on UTSA, what kind of challenge they pose to the Thundering Herd. Also, getting excited for the bowl game. Are you there yet? Are you excited for the game? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to kick back, have some Scooters coffee, watch the watch the Frisco Bowl, or are you heading to the bowl? Did you decide to, to go all in and just make the trip? Have a little road trip to go see the Herd, final football game of the year? Are you in, ready to go there? Well, get your kind of temperature on that. Where are you feeling right now? Where, where are you at as far as your excitement for the game? And we'll get coaches' thoughts on that as well. So we'll do all of that. And, of course, we'll get your text in one more time. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. There are a couple things to tell you about today as far as the Thundering Herd's concerned. First up, according to uh, Twitter, it's now known as X, Kent State sophomore tight end Justin Holmes making the announcement that he is committing to Marshall. He's listed as six foot three and 250 pounds, so a new tight end coming into the fold for the Thundering Herd. Also today, more awards coming in. This time, it's the Hero Group of Five All-Americans list. So Marshall wide receiver and kick returner Jaden Harrison and linebacker Eli Neal named to this Group of Five All-Americans list today. Harrison was a first-team return specialist, while Neal was a second-team selection at linebacker. So more coming up as far as awards are concerned. And I'm hoping that Jaden Harrison is a consensus All-American. He deserves it. I know that's a tough word to use sometimes. Someone deserves something. But I think he has earned that title, and hopefully he will be consensus All-American. Let's get some of your texts in before we hit the break. Let's go back to the basketball game. Texter wants to know is, what's up with Wyatt Fricks? Why hasn't he been in the lineup? Injuries? I haven't heard anything on the injury front. So I'm sure it's something else. But have not heard anything on the injury side. And you're probably not going to. I mean, I know Dan sometimes will will mention things. Sometimes maybe Dan will mention things he's not supposed to mention. But I haven't heard anything on the injury side of things. I think uh, Coach is just still trying to figure out his lineup trying to figure out what works, and I don't know if Fricks has uh, played his way into the lineup. You know how Dan is. you got to give him something to get into the lineup, and honestly, he's taken more hands-on approach with practice and, and getting ready for the games. Instead of delegating, he might not be happy with the way Fricks has been performing in practice just yet, so I haven't heard anything on that front. Also from the text line, Texture says, the game last night has me wondering who's the leader on the team. I couldn't figure out who wanted the last shot. I think Obina, a couple games back, that Ohio game, 
mentioned that. He, he talked about the line up and not having like the leader leadership issue. I'm hoping maybe Obino will take that charge. That would be a good, I think that would be a good position for him. But you got to take that. You can't be declared the leader. You can't go out there and say, I'm the leader now. You have to actually go out and just take it and be the leader. And hopefully the other players will follow. But he's leading with his offense. But if you're the leader on this team, either you're setting up your team for the best shot or you're taking that yourself. I mean, that's sometimes what makes the greats the greats. They don't always succeed, but they want the ball. They want the shot when it's right down to the buzzer. And that's a good point. Hopefully Marshall's learning how to win. And maybe someone has to be just a little selfish. And I'm not saying be selfish, be a ball hog, or just like I'm, I'm the leader. But you want to be that guy. You got to go out there and prove it. And of course, you don't want. Do you want Ryan Nutter taking the, the last second shot? No, no, no offense to say Ryan Nutter. Do you you want him? Maybe you do. Maybe he wants to be the guy. But you got to go out there and prove it. You got to be. You got to be like Kobe. Kobe wanted the shot. Kobe wanted. You know when it's down to the buzzer. You know it was going to be Kobe. There wasn't any question. Who's getting the ball? Oh, Kobe's getting the ball. So we got to find someone that can maybe take that role a little bit. Is it going to be Kevon? Is it going to be Obina? I mean, I nominate Obina. I nominate Kevon. Because, again, Obina is just – he's leading by example almost here with his scoring output. He's doing all the right things. He had a heck of a night. 8 of 12 from the field, 3 of 3 from the three-point line, six rebounds. And there's another thing. Thundering Herd, it was a pretty good game. It was a clean game. Only 14 fouls on the Herd, 10 on Toledo. Turnovers was pretty manageable. Eight on the herd, 11 on Toledo. Got to get a few things up. Got to improve a few places. But Marshall's shooting average was up. Three-point shot could have been better. And I'm not saying it's because Cameron Crawford hit none of them. He took six. But I'd like to see that number get up a little bit better. You take away those six misses, this might be a better three-point percentage. All right, we're going to hear from Dan. Let's hear from him. Let's get his thoughts on the game when we continue. And our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, we're giving you a chance to win a four-pack to go see the Herd take on Bluefield. That's coming up on Monday. We're going to give you those tickets later on this evening. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. For our texter of the day, you'll get those four tickets to see the Herd on Monday. Thundering Herd last night with the loss, a one-point loss, 88-87 at Toledo. Dan D'Antoni, when I get a chance to talk to him yesterday after the game, I'm sure he was a little disgruntled, a little on the bus on the way back, but he was positive. He felt like this team was on its way. It's almost there. And when I asked him about the game, like, you know, what? I'll tell you what, we'll start first with, let's start with his statement, how happy he was, he was close and just how better this team has been getting. Well, we made we made critical mistakes, and one of them was we were down uh, two points. Obina went over to double team on a deep post, and our weak side didn't do what he was supposed to. We practiced it all the time. 
And it's just a matter of focus. It's not not knowing. It's not focusing. And we gave him up a bucket, made it four points. And you know, when the game gets back and forth like this, those those are uh, those are things you cannot do. And uh, you know what? He made a mistake. And that's where you have to learn. There are certain times that you cannot make mistakes. And uh, that's that's how you learn to win. You learn, okay, you know, this one, real, there's really no time you can take a time off, but there are critical times. And this was a critical time, and it's just a lack of focus. And we have to make sure that we eliminate that, and I think they will. These are, these are young men who want to compete and play, and they're learning, and they're learning how to play with each other, and now we're learning how to win. And we're right there. We're right there. So Dan's talking about the team wanting to win. They're learning to win. There are mistakes that still need to be overcome, and you can't make mistakes, but you have to be aware, especially at critical times. But he is proud. He was proud from, honestly, several perspectives. He was proud of the effort his team gave and some performances out there. But I was proud of these kids. I was proud of Obina. What a heck of a game he put on. I was proud of Cam Kerfman's second half. Came out and he started doing things. We got to get the Nate plate solid. Uh, I think we got uh, good stuff out of uh, Crawford. I think he can be a little bit more focused for the game. I think he will. He missed some shots that he normally would make. If I think if he's really, really coming with the intent to, to compete. And then uh, uh, Jacob, second half, started coming around a little bit. We got to keep asking for more. He's got to keep coming with his game and be more. If I told him, I said, you just can't come down and pass it over and expect everybody else to do all the play. You got to involve yourself and be aggressive and make moves that create plays for people and not just passing it to the next guy. So if we can get him getting there a little bit further, we get Jacob, uh, I mean, uh, Wyatt Fricks back with us for the next game. Coming home for three games, three tough teams, three tough teams or two tough teams. One, uh, uh, UNC Wilmington to beat Kentucky. And I think uh, Greensboro is still 10 and one or something like that. Both of them the top of their league. So we we played a really tough mid-major schedule with Kentucky in it too. And uh, you know what? I'm proud of these kids. I hope people at Marshall are one point game with a shot at the end to win here. Not bad. Dan D'Antoni, on the loss last night, he was happy with some of the performances. As you mentioned, Jacob Connors, he was coming on. And Cameron Crawford, six points, two of 11. Six of those were misses from the three-point line. He hits a few more of those shots. And again, you can say that for anything, but you hit a few more of those shots, and hopefully the herd does, and Marshall gets the win. And, of course, he alluded to getting Wyatt Fricks back. Again, Yeah, I don't have the details on exactly what's going on with Fricks, but he did allude to getting Fricks back. We'll find out coming up on Saturday. We'll find out a little bit more about what the situation is with the team. All right, we'll get more of your texts in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's going to be the number to be a part of today's edition of the show. You want to talk football? I do. We've got Marshall getting set for the the Frisco Bowl. We'll hear from Coach Huff, get his thoughts on the opponent, and we'll also get your thoughts. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More is coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
We continue on with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm taking your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall's getting set for bowl game on the 19th. Bowl game is going to be the only game in town if you're looking for a game. So there should be a good audience to watch the herd take on UTSA. And the Frisco Bowl, Scooters Coffee, the sponsor. And Marshall hopefully will win this one. And everyone can be happy for the offseason. If not, it's going to be a long, long winter. Wouldn't you agree? This I'm not saying this is a make or break, but it's going to be a long winter for the Thundering Herd. And are you excited for the game? That's been a question. What's your excitement level? Marshall 6-6 six and six, got into a bowl. Very fortunate. Marshall's playing in a bowl that's in Texas. It's a midweek game. It's not a weekend. It's not a game where you can spend a few days enjoying the hospitality. It's one of those games that's it's a television game. It's a good destination, but it's a television game, and it's an opportunity for you know, fans to watch some football on an off night. At the same time, if you're able to, you make that trip. But I'm not sure how many herd fans are going to be there compared to destinations that might have been closer. But it's also a game in which you're losing players to the transfer portal. It's happening all over the place. It's not just a Marshall issue. Players are leaving all across the country. Now, how hard is it? And this is a question asked to Coach Huff. How hard is it to just generate excitement? Why should we care for a game? There's such an active transfer portal right now with players, some players, and this isn't Marshall, but players are opting out of the bowl games. Players are transferring, trying to get a jump start on their next destination. So there's all this movement going on. Why should fans get excited for a bowl game when, honestly, sometimes players don't stick around to participate in that bowl game? Yeah, it's it's different, you know. Um... We, we, you adapt or you die. You know, it's, it's different. And, and everybody has different reasons. And, and that, was my, um, that was my concern why I was disappointed in myself for the comments about Cam. It had nothing to do with my opinion. Uh, everybody's got different reasons. Um, some we talked, you know, at the banquet about some walk-ons just financially have to make a decision. Um, some guys have to make an eligibility decision. Hey, I'm behind the guy, a two-year starter, whatever it is. Some guys have to make a scheme decision. Hey, the scheme is this or that. Um, and then some guys are dealing with things that you, the fans and myself won't even know about, family issues or whatever it may be. So, um, obviously, it's, 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 um, it's like losing a child, you know. I know when these guys come in, and a lot of them, there's, there's been zero, like, disgruntled coach, I hate it here, I hate you, like, I don't like, you know, the food. Like, none of, those, none of the guys have said that. They've all had valid reasons. Um, it makes it difficult because although you're trying to finish the season, um, guys are put in a time crunch by the NCAA um, recruiting calendar because um, signing day is next week and you can sign portal guys. So guys got to make decisions about going on visits. Guys got to make decisions about, um, you know, do I sign? Do I wait until you know later in the year to sign? Um, most people, most players want to try and get to their new school so they can participate in winter conditioning and spring ball and those type of things. Um, so it makes it very difficult, um, but it's a national problem. I think obviously we see it because, you know, we all love Marshall, but um, it's a national problem. It's all, it's all over, you know. Um, we have not had anyone um, opt out of the bowl game. I think that speaks to our culture. Um, all our guys are planning to play. 
Um, all of our guys have been committed to going down and winning the game. Um, I think that speaks to our culture. I think it speaks to the grit and the grind that our players have. We want to play another game. Um, obviously, there are reasons for guys to sit out of bowl games, you know, whatever that may be. But um, all of our guys are fired up. All of our guys are excited about playing. So the team's ready. The team that's still here has entered the transfer portal. They're excited. They're fired up, ready to go. But how hard is it to really get ready for a game? Now, you're preparing with the players you have, and you have to prepare for a team that is not necessarily going to look like the team on film. You know, some players will leave. Some players will get an opportunity to showcase themselves. So you're going to have to get ready for a different team, not necessarily the exact same one you saw on film a few weeks ago. How challenging is that as you try to prepare for an opponent that's dealing with the transfer portal as well? Yeah, it makes it tough because you don't know, you know, exactly um, player-wise, you know, uh, what you're going to be running into. Um, but you can kind of predict scheme and structure that's just going to be similar. Um, it makes it a little bit more difficult. In season, you can kind of play the um, the personnel game, right? I can put my fast guy on their slow guy, or I can try to put my you know big guy on their little guy. You can't really do that in bowl games as much. Um, especially at our level, you know, the, the, the guys in the, the college football playoff, they know, they know exactly who's going to show up. Um, but our guys, it's a little bit different because it is so, it's, it's so transient. Um, but for, for us, we just try to focus on the structure and, and try to focus on getting our guys to do what we do really well, you know, based on their, their structure. Obviously when you get out there, you'll see, you know, maybe they have a guy in, maybe they don't have a guy in. But for, for us, it's more focusing on the structure. They play this defense. They run these plays on offense, these formations. Okay, now let's play those plays rather than playing the players, if that makes sense. Coach Huff on getting ready for an opponent. You might not see the same personnel on film as you will at the game. Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Text line, tough or soft? Two words for football and basketball. I want to see tough football and tough martial basketball. So when you say tough or soft, which one's tough, which one's soft? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'll tell you one player that's tough, and Coach Huff talked about him, is UTSA quarterback Frank Harris. I think he's been there since the start of football. He's a veteran, and he definitely has seen his share of football games. He's going to be a challenge for the herd. Their quarterback is phenomenal. I think he's on his sixth or seventh year, uh, which is awesome. Um, and you can tell by his experience. You can tell by his confidence. You can tell by his poise um, that he's you know, been playing the game seven years. Um, he, is, he is going to be a problem for us. We're going to have to do a really good job of containing him and managing the different looks they give you. And defensively, what's the challenge that Marshall's going to have to deal with? On the defensive side, they're big. This will probably be the biggest defensive line we played across the board since Georgia Southern, and they're bigger than Georgia Southern. Um, because of that, their linebackers do a really good job of making a lot of plays because O-linemen get stuck on the D-line. And then in the back end, because of the linebackers' ability to flow freely, the back end is put in advantageous cover position. That's Coach Huff talking about the opponent, UTSA, coming up. We'll have the game next week here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 or on 93.7 The Dog. More coming up from our text line. That's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're also giving you a chance to win a four-pack of tickets to go see the Herd in action Monday 
playing Bluefield. We've got those tickets for you. Our texter of the day will win that four-pack. So you got to text if you want to win. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment, but we've got plenty of time for you. You can be a part of it. It's 304-396-TALK. That's our text line today, 304-396-8255. Our texter of the day is going to win a four-pack of tickets to go see The Herd in action. Take it on Bluefield. That's coming up on Monday. We're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. But if you'd like to go, well, you know how to win now. Text to win. Our texter of the day. We'll get that four-pack. We'll choose the texter of the day after the show is over. Of course, we got basketball action coming up on Saturday as well with the Thundering Herd. Hopefully the herd can enjoy a successful home stand. We've also got football action coming up tonight. You can listen to that right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got the Chargers and the Raiders coming up tonight. It's going to be a 7.30 airtime, and you can always catch Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. We'll even have some Bengals football on Saturday for you, and that's coming up as well. So a lot of action this week and next as we get closer to bowl mania and you remember yesterday, let's talk Marshall football for a moment, former Marshall football players. You remember when we alluded to the fact that there's some schools that were interested in Cam Fancher. Well, NC state came up as a school that was interested in Cam Fancher. However, that's not going to be the case now unless he wants to back up Grayson McCall because Grayson McCall, former coastal Carolina quarterback who was at coastal forever says he's going to play next season at NC state. So it's good that Fancher was getting some interest. So that kind of shows me that the kid has some schools that think he's got some potential there, but you're not going to compete with Grayson McCall. McCall going to NC State. The Wolfpack's going to be a tough out next year. I'm not saying they're going to win the national championship, but it's probably a good move for Grayson McCall because if McCall is as good as we think he is and if he can get in a system where he can showcase himself again, I'm not saying he's a Heisman candidate, but there's always that chance that he generates some interest, and it's going to be a lot easier. It's not like 1997 when you're Randy Moss and you're just blowing people away that you can get Heisman attention. It's not going to be that easy. You could not deny his talent. No matter what team, what level, he was just making people look stupid out there. And so Randy at Marshall with also, I'm going to say this, an aggressive Heisman campaign for Marshall University. Marshall's SID department, back in the day, they were all over it, pushing Randy. You see that stuff daily now. It's kind of commonplace how schools push players. But Marshall is really proactive pushing Randy, and you couldn't deny Randy. So Fancher, unless he decides he wants to back up Grayson McCall, NC State, scratch that one as a landing place for the former Thundering Herd quarterback. Back to our text line. Texture says, the bowl game is bittersweet for me. I can't go due to work and I won't be watching, preferring to let Steve and Mark paint the picture for me. 
Happy the young men get one last opportunity to gear up. Sad that the season is over. It's been fun. And that's one of the things that maybe makes this bowl game, I don't want to say disappointing, but it's a good opponent. It's UTSA. It's a good opponent. It's going to be a good game. It'll be a challenge for the Thundering Herd. Now, is this the sexiest bowl game out there? No, but new sponsor, Scooter's Coffee. They seem to want to really get behind this game. I've seen some of their marketing for it. They're into it. I saw a spot on social media, a commercial promoting the game, and you know they were having some fun with it. So they're into it. They, they like the partnership. It's cool that you see brands actually get into the fact that, you know, we've got a football game. We're going to take advantage of this. We've got a football game. We're into this. We want to push this thing. It's not a New Year's Six Bowl, but it's, it's the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl, and they're into it. But we'll have the game for you. That's right. We'll have the game for you. Steve and Mark will have the call. We'll broadcast it starting at 6 o'clock with our coverage here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, on 93.7 The Dog. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Bengals are in action, by the way. Get a Saturday game. You all set for this? Saturday, the Bengals taking on the Vikings. That's coming up on Saturday at 1 o'clock. We'll go on the air earlier than that right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. While we're listening to that, the Steelers will take on the Colts at 1.30. How do you feel about Saturday NFL football? Are we feeling that? Are we here for that? It kind of crosses over into, okay, well, there's college basketball going on. There's college football going on. Some of the bowls will be starting up on Saturday. And then there's the NFL. Now, I don't see the bowls going away. They're going to multiply. We're going to have, at one point, I anticipate every school will have a bowl game. There will be enough bowls for everybody to get into a game, which I would like to see it back down a little bit, make the game mean a little bit more. Not everybody should get a bowl game. Honestly, are there too many bowls? Now, if you're looking at it from a, a fan point of view, if you get in a bowl, there's not too many bowls. If you don't get into a bowl, hey, there's not enough bowls. But with the NFL, we're going to have NFL on Christmas. We're going to have NFL on Saturday. We're going to have NFL all over the place. And what's going to win? Well, the NFL, just as far as viewership is concerned. If there's going to be, for the most part, if there's head-to-head, and I'm not talking a national championship game. I'm not talking to playoffs. But if there's head-to-head between the NFL and a college bowl game, one of the early bowl games, the NFL is going to win. That's why at least I'm happy that the Marshall game is going to be by itself. Marshall UTSA, it's going to be all to itself. If you want to watch a football game, you're just looking for football. You flip the dials. Hey, look, Scooter's Coffee, the Frisco Bowl. It's got Marshall. Hey, that's Randy Moss's school. It's got UTSA. They look like roadrunners. Let's watch that game. You might get somebody like that. Back to the text line. Uh, Marshall players and coaches need this bowl game. They wanted this game because they wanted the extra reps. That's the thing. You get into a bowl game, all of a sudden, you get extra reps. You get extra playing time. You get extra practice time. You get extra. It's not a sense of, well, we need this game, in the sense to me that the transfer portals kind of change things up a little bit. 
if you have players that are coming, but you have the core of your team coming back, yeah, that's going to be beneficial. But your starting quarterback went into the transfer portal. So in a sense, Cole Pennington needs this game. I'll go with that. Cole Pennington needs this game because he needs the extra preparation. He needs the extra reps. He needs the extra time with the offense. He needs it. But your new offensive coordinator, he's not even going to be able to coach in the game. He's not. He'll be there, but he won't be an active participant. So things are going to change, but you're going to get the reps and you're going to get it. And, yes, Marshall probably does need the game from the standpoint that you don't want to finish the season – Six and six, seven and six sounds a little bit better than six and six. You finish the season on a high note, you win, everybody's happy, you get to call yourself the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl champions. You're the bowl champions. You get a trophy, and let me tell you right now, I have seen the last bowl trophy all this year because it's in the multi-purpose room in the shoey right now. And it's going to get replaced. If Marshall wins this game, that trophy is going to get replaced probably with the next one. And it's nice to have. You bring recruits in. You show them the place. Oh, hey, look, there's a shiny trophy here. Oh, yeah, that's our last bowl game. And Marshall's going to do that a little bit more with its trophies when it wins those. The Sun Belt Conference soccer trophies, they're going to be displayed prominently to show that stuff off. So, yeah, they in a sense, okay, I'll go with... There's reasons why they need this game, but it's it's hit or miss only because how many of these players that we see will be playing next year? How many of these players are going to be around? And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a good group of players coming back, and there's going to be players that will be there. But more players across the country are opting out of bowl games. More players are deciding to go into the transfer portal. They're playing for a trophy, but it's an exhibition game. It's an exhibition game. It really is. You get the win or loss. Okay, so it does count on the regular standings, final standings. It counts. But hopefully, players will see the value of these games. And you're not going to tell a kid, hey, you should um, you should play in the game. If they have a legitimate reason why they're going to sit out, they're moving to the next opportunity, that's fine. And we've gotten to the point now where these kids are able to do that and be a little bit more fluid. The transfer portal has really changed college football. It's changed college basketball. And the bowl games are unfortunately sometimes going to be a victim of this because you might not get the best version of your team. I mean, Florida State got denied entry into the college football playoff because the voters, this committee, thought, okay, we're not going to get the best version of Florida State. With injuries, we're not going to get the best version. Well, for bowl games, you're going to get maybe close to the best version sometimes, and other schools are going to have a lot of kids that just opt out. So the plus side to that is, though, a guy that's trying to fight his way and be the starter for Marshall University, Cole Pennington, he's going to benefit from a lot more than some other players feel they will. But the good news is no one has its remained. No one's opted out of the bowl game. So that's good. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to pick our texter of the day. We're going to give you four tickets to go see the Herd. Take on Bluefield. That's coming up on Monday night. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, I do believe. Also will be on 93.7 The Dog. All right, that's it. Have a great night, everyone. Back with you tomorrow.
transmitting in Glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.